Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly along with Carl Mollison, founder and director of the Get Wisdom Project. This episode is on empathy and compassion. And maybe at first hearing you think, eh, how interesting can that be? I got to tell you, I read the script of what's coming up. It is some of the most fascinating stuff I've encountered. What say you, Carl? Well, I'm fascinated by the workings of the divine, the workings of the universe, which are really the same. And the fact that humans exist at all is a miracle. So I have to agree. So this, this we'll see. This will get some twists and turns in your thinking going about the big picture and how things come together. That love really is a divine attribute. We sell the divine short when we don't realize that. And this is going to bring together a lot of different ideas. So I think you'll, you'll learn some things along the way. And I think we have. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's get started. U.S. Creator... There are multiple words surrounding empathy, sympathy, compassion, etc. The website skillsyouneed.com uh, define, you know, had some definitions of these. People often confuse or simply don't know the differences in these concepts. Before we endeavor to do a deeper dive, can Creator give us a broad divine introduction to these words, the meaning behind them, and the important differences between them, if any? All right. And in channeling Creator of all it is, this is what Creator says. As aspects of love, they are representing aspects among a million frequencies. Love is vast. Love is deep and wide, has many colors and many expressions, some quite unique, some quite universal. The words you are concerned with here, understood well by your culture for what they are trying to convey, is understood by humans. The idea of empathy is when one has a personal resonance with the plight of another and feels it within themselves, almost as if they are the sufferer, and in extreme cases can become a sufferer as well, and incorporate the same struggle and have the same emotional consequences. In a sense, this is caring for another to an extreme, but it shows a high degree of sensitivity and caring that is truly divine, at least in intention. It can end up harming the empath, but it shows the person is open to the flow of love energy and has a good divine perspective in seeing when there is a lack of love in a situation and then feels distressed. That is a reflection of the depth of the empath and their ability to care about others. Sympathy is a milder expression of concern where it is more thought about than felt in many cases, and lacks the intensity and personal experiencing of the empath who truly feel much like the sufferer in question and take on the burden energetically and feel it deeply in their emotional reactions. Sympathy is a concern that is once removed. There is a clear boundary and separation between the sufferer and the observer. So while the observer may care deeply about the sufferer, they will not feel it to the same degree and personalize it to the extent they'll be dragged down in some way. In many respects, it is a much safer perch to observe the world, and this has survival value as well. 
there must always be people who keep a clear head and do not allow their emotions to take over. That can be debilitating and can be a limitation if it undermines a person and they're unable to take action or are sidelined, simply suffering on the part of another, but needlessly and neglect their own life and obligations. So there is nothing inherently wrong with expressing sympathy in lieu of empathy. It is a personal choice based on soul characteristics, the makeup and personality of the individual, the circumstances, the closeness of the tie between the participants in the interaction, and so on. Compassion is the overarching expression of love for others from a deep inner place of knowing that all are interconnected, all are important, all are brethren as members of the human family. This can extend to all living things as well because it is the highest of love vibrations and therefore truly expressing a divine perspective which holds a reverence for all things. That is why compassion is a demonstration of divinity. It is the ability to recognize the importance and the sacred value of life wherever it exists and knowing there is something special on display. And if there is a problem, this will elicit great concern and deep feeling. That is to be expected of the divine human when in alignment and able to connect to feelings. You know, Carl, I was, I was blown away by this treatment of these three different terms. It's some of the most lucid, detailed, and really penetrating, you know, descriptions of these really, you know, inter- almost interchangeable by most people's standards, uh, words I've ever heard. Well, functionally, they're quite different and have different meanings in their comprehensiveness, the level of personal involvement, and and what you do with the awareness, how you respond personally with the awareness. If you think of the lesson of Jesus Christ and being on the cross and having empathy for the criminals being crucified alongside him, but at the same time, compassion for his tormentors. That was an expression of his divinity and how he could ask for their their forgiveness in the midst of his own suffering and imminent death. He wanted them to be raised up and to be saved and seeing it was not their fault. It was a corruption within a lessening of them that happened to them and their victims too. That is divinity on display. So this is really getting at the heart of how you conduct your life, who you are as a person, what you do moment to moment. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, is true empathy a form of intuitive insight dependent on a strong connection with the divine for deep understanding of another's dilemma? In other words, the extent one views empathy as a blessing rather than a curse or a boon rather than a burden Is that an indicator of how robust or fragile the divine connection and our partnership is for that being? Okay, and this is what Creator says about this. It is very much the case that the ability to experience empathy is a function of the connection to the divine enjoyed by an individual. If the flow of love from above is attenuated, the ability to feel empathy will be lost. 
This is the plight of those with character disorders who are disconnected from their higher selves and the divine realm in general to an extreme degree. Feelings of empathy and authentic love become impossible when this love line is restricted. The intuitive sensing is accomplished by joining with a divine wavelength. This is why the two are interconnected. The ability to sense beyond the self is a divine attribute. It is not inherently about love, but can be. And this is why the empath feels so strongly the plight of others. It is because their intuitive sensing brings them into a state of entanglement energetically, and then the suffering is palpable and becomes quite real for the empath. It is that intuitive link that makes it so. It is not the case that an empath has a greater imagination and can conjure up the feeling somehow from within and exaggerate them. It is a true sensing of what the other person is experiencing intuitively. So a person who has an ability to experience and act on empathetic feelings will, by definition, be someone who is connected quite effectively to their intuitive sensing capabilities and will enjoy a more robust connection with the divine if they wish that to happen. This can be perverted and is true for those who practice the dark arts. There are many people who are highly intuitive, but choose to follow an evil path. That is simply misusing one's gifts and is no different than a clever criminal using their divinely bestowed intelligence for a selfish purpose. As long as people are connected to the life force energy, they will have the raw material to work with to construct their lives, to use their skills how they choose. The art of living is to strike a balance in cultivating the relationship to the divine and to stay on a divine path and how one treats others and the self. If harm is being done inwardly and outwardly or outwardly, it is a perversion of power and a departure to some extent from divine alignment. That always has consequence and is governed by the law of karma quite closely. So the ability to feel empathy is a good yardstick for assessing the nature of the intuitive capabilities of the individual. That's a bit of a surprising answer, I think. I, you know, I think a lot of people have never considered empathy as intuitive, you know, yes. or as, as a kind of a psychic gift, essentially, is what, it's, what was being asked here. Well, you know, most people have a gut feel about things. That's intuitive. They don't realize it. Right. But there's, they're picking up information from beyond their own personal border. Their reach is moving out, going and checking on things and bringing back a knowing about it. That's the gut feel. But it's really intuition at work. And empath, empathic people have that kind of on steroids. They have an exquisite ability to pick up what's going on outside about somebody's problem, a situation that's undesirable. And then they bring in that knowing and it causes an emotional reaction within. And yes. people just dismiss them as being oversensitive and over-emotional and think it's just their own doing, their own way of thinking about things in the abstract. When in fact, 
they're a more reliable reporter about reality than the person who's, who's insensitive. Absolutely. And in fact, I've known a couple of really powerful empaths in my life, and they had a tendency to avoid crowds. They, they didn't want to go to st- stadium events or sh- busy shopping malls. They, you know, it was just too overwhelming for them. It, yeah. it was interesting, interesting take on life for sure. And we'll be talking a bit more about that in this program and the Indeed. plight of the empath. So you asked creator, the feeling and concept of love is never far from the conversation when the topic is empathy. Is it even possible to develop genuine empathy without love? All right, this is creator's words and creator's answer to the question. This is an interesting twist in the discussion here. The ability to sense what another is feeling is an intuitive capability. It does not predispose any particular personal reaction in terms of feelings because it might be in the form of a knowing rather than a bodily sensation that can link more directly to an emotional response. Empathy, by definition, implies the expression of love feelings, a concern about what another person is going through, and as such, is an expression of love from a divine perspective. So the ability to have an empathetic sense of what a person is experiencing through a highly intuitive sensing is not always in direct proportion to love. Many times the the empathic individual will be picking up discord and unpleasantness from others. This does not give rise to feelings of love at all, as the empath may recoil again and again from being bombarded by negativity. So there is a distinction between sensing and reacting to what one perceives. In a sense, the empath has a kind of vulnerability. It is a divine perspective to always think about what another is experiencing, what they may be going through, and respect their sovereignty. To share the experience with them is often inappropriate. It is not necessary to feel someone's pain directly in order to understand they are hurting and to exhibit caring and tend to them lovingly. It is not necessary to suffer along with someone to show loving concern and to be of assistance. It is often as much a liability as an asset. It can be excellent motivation, but having two sufferers is not better than having one to deal with. So empathy can be taken to an extreme. You know, I'm so glad, you know, Creator shared these last couple of sentences because I've actually had conversations with people about empathy and I know people will disagree with that. You know, there are people out there that think that empathy is the, the highest expression. And in some ways it probably is, but it can also be a burden. It can also be, you know, an obstacle in many situations. It can be excellent motivation, as Creator says, but at the same time, having two sufferers is not better than having one. So this is, I'm really, really happy to see this. This is good stuff. Well, and and I do run into this in working with people. Many times people come to me who are suffering and part of their issue is they're too empathic. Yes. And they pick in everything, or they take in everything and they feel it very, very deeply and it weighs them down. And it's a problem for would-be healers sometimes who want to serve, want to bring in light. 
and do the kind of work I do in removing darkness from people with divine help. But they'll go connect to their target and oh my gosh, you know, they'll see all the horrible things going on in them and how distorted their thinking is and and the level of malevolence in the forces attacking them. And, and it's hard for them sometimes because they take it in and they take it too personally themselves. So this, this can be a challenge. But again, it reinforces the idea. These people are onto something. They're sensing yes. reality yes. better than you or I might do. I think so. Um, you know, one of the interesting things that came up with the people that I knew was this idea that uh, many of them are actually not didn't spend all their lifetimes in this world and are more recent arrivals, you know, perhaps on a mission life. And uh, so they're bringing in with them an ability that has not been, you know, completely shut down. Because if you have yes. a long history here on Earth, you've, your, your empathy, your ability to reach out and bring in information is often shut down. You know, I, I know that's my situation. Well, it, partly it can be defensive in, in nature, a self-defense but often it's because of the corruption yes. of our abilities. And this has been done to us deliberately. Otherwise, we'd all be super psychic. We'd be telepathic. We'd be talking right. to God all day long and God talking to us, just like we're having a conversation. And that's what we're getting with these channelings. But few can do this right now. And that's not their fault. It's not their, their uh, failure in any way. It's a corruption. Sure, and when somebody who has genuine abilities arrives here, they may run <laughs> maybe more than they expected. It's like, whoa, it's a lot to take in. You ask Creator, if I could be in full empathy with Creator for just five minutes, what would I likely experience? All right, and this is what Creator shares about that. You would experience boundless joy, the overwhelming cascade of love emanating from us. You get this only in small measure because of your attenuation in the state of disconnection experienced by humans in physical form. The experiencing of divine love is bliss beyond description. This is why the higher astral realm is considered heaven. It is living with the Almighty directly with no separation. There can be a merging of energies and a very, very full and deep understanding of many things. And often the greatest path to learning is sharing creator's perspective directly, as with self-acceptance, for example. The direct experiencing of the love creator has for you will forever change for the better how you accept yourself. These are the joys awaiting you with enlightenment as you will no longer experience the disconnection that has plagued humanity down through the ages. The unity of the human family is a unity with the divine, and all can function as a unit with the sharing in a full sense of all that is present. Oh, overwhelming cascade of love. <laughs> yes. Experiencing boundless joy. It doesn't get much better than that. Well, but we, I think we feel sad for the departed because yeah. we're, we're grieving. Meanwhile, they're up there in boundless joy. Right. So, you know, it's not to snub the living. It's just the way things are that we're in the tough place being down here. Being alive is a sacrifice. 
Absolutely. Being dead is a return to boundless joy. So we have it kind of backwards. Yes. And and in fact, it's been said, greater is said on other occasions, we do have it backwards that we should be mourning the birth and celebrating the death or the departure, I guess is a better word for it. Well, this may help explain why that is so. Yes. And I think there's another thing that's said here, you know, these joys are awaiting you with enlightenment. So, you know, just simply dying and returning to heaven, you know, I don't think bestows enlightenment upon you per se. I think what's being talked about here with enlightenment is the divine human project of actually being able to be down in this environment, a human body, but having the full connection to the divine realm and experiencing in the human body what you ex- would experience as a light being, you know, yes, and that indeed. lies in our future. Indeed. And also this idea of the unity of the human family being a unity with the divine and that we can all function as a unit with the sharing and a full sense of all that is present. That's creator's words. That is what the light beings are involved in moment to moment in everything going on there. They're all interconnected and it's common and everyone's aware of the others and what they're doing and sharing it. And it's a joyous collaboration and being able to be with creator and tune into creator at will and bounce ideas off and share insights and share other ideas and experiences from other times and places and maybe other beings too. As members of this family, it it can't get any better than this. It's like having a million fathers and a million mothers or a billion (laughs) mothers and a billion fathers and a trillion types of encounters and experiences and experiencing things through all of time right. for learning. So you can go and take a part in it and be be there as an observer or maybe a participant as well. Indeed. But I think what this term enlightenment, as we've learned from previous episodes and channelings, is that the goal is to have all that without the um, the short leash that is currently the case throughout the rest of the universe. Indeed, uh, having more freedom uh, to to extend your capability as well as uh, your experience. We're going to be coming back right after this with the curse of the empath. So stay with us here. Get wisdom. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. 
Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. Kyle, we got a lot to cover. Let's get right into it. Uh, you ask creator. The website skillsyouneed.com describes emotional empathy as when you quite literally feel the other person's emotions alongside them as if you had caught the emotions. The site states there is a danger of becoming overwhelmed with these emotions and calls this empathy overload. There is a condition of being an empath, people who feel emotions of other people around them to such an extent that they have difficulty shutting them out or dealing with them effectively. Many such people end up isolating themselves in order to avoid this kind of experience. Christ was certainly an empath, but with a sense of control and balance that eludes others with this ability. Can Creator share with us the divine strategy for achieving such mastery? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. In a sense, the issue of the empath is an issue of control. In one respect, it is an oversensitivity. The empath suffers from having, in a sense, a huge antenna. They cannot avoid picking up the signals from their environment and tuning into anything that comes to their attention. It is somewhat akin to being drawn to something on a stove and having to pick it up to see if it is hot. This is a risky and sometimes dangerous thing to do, but the empaths cannot help themselves. They will send their sensors out and bring back whatever is detected to be experienced within themselves, and they will take on the vibration, whether good, bad, or ugly, as a way of experiencing it. This is often a kind of curse because it makes such people so vulnerable to everything going on around them, and it is hard to stay happy and enjoy life when one is being bombarded by everyone's problems. It can indeed become overwhelming for many and be a major disruption in their lives. The mastery you speak of is the ability to deploy the sensing in a purposeful way, to tune into what one wishes to see and not be a passive receiver of anything and everything. Jesus Christ dealt with many troubled individuals and many difficult people who harbored ill will and suspicion. He was unflappable because he focused on their inner light, not the discord they were feeling emotionally and wrestling with in their thoughts. He looked beyond that to their spiritual essence and recognized them as a fellow member of the divine human community and responded to their true essence rather than the lower order of emotion and conflict going on in their thinking. This he was able to do because of his divine alignment. This is what is meant by enlightenment. It is a coming together emerging with the divine wavelength. So one is truly functioning with a high vibration and responding to the lofty frequencies of love. When in that mode, you become impervious to attack. Nothing can push you out of alignment. You will be calm, you will be purposeful, you will be content, 
and confident in your command of the situation because it is a state of perfection. This is why exhibiting empathy is often problematical. It may result in a lowering of vibration personally and become a problem rather than a solution. One needs to have sympathy for others and exhibit compassion, if at all possible, to be of assistance in some way, to convey loving kindness to them, to help raise them up once again. That is a divine response and action in the presence of someone who is in turmoil and who is suffering from being out of alignment. I think the next question is going to help us explore some of the things that were revealed here even more. You ask creator, a woman writes, my boyfriend is a high level psychic. He felt the healing was beneficial at first, but he keeps getting reinfested by spirits on a daily basis. I've done many healing sessions on him as well as he has done many sessions on himself. To me, it feels like something is missing from the protection prayer for high-level psychics. I'm around the same people as he is on a regular basis, and I feel because my psychic abilities are not as developed, I am not feeling the infestation of spirits. It makes me nervous to develop my abilities, as to me, it seems there is not a proper protection offered in the healing protocol for people with high-level psychic abilities. What is he experiencing, and what can be done to help? Okay, and this is what Creator says. His dilemma is primarily due to his empathic state of being. The empath works differently than other people in how they go about sensing things. In working with energy, they project sensors to become aware of the energies beyond themselves rather than wait for the energies to impinge on them and then detect these within the energy field itself. In this fashion, the empath has a powerful intuitive reach because they have developed, in a sense, a very large antenna that extends out from them and will be exquisitely sensitive to many energies in the environment. This is almost unavoidable because it is simply how they do things. Before they know it, they are sending out their awareness to see what's out there and are so used to doing this, have trouble confining their exploration to the local arena within the bodily energy field itself. What he is doing is not sending, sensing things attacking within him, but extending his senses in such a way he sees things surrounding him and perceives it as on board already when in fact it is not. There are many attempted incursions at all times of the living by dark spirits. So there are many times when a spirit present may be attempting to merge with the auric field and penetrate it to reach the chakras more directly within the person and projecting out from the body. A very sensitive psychic can detect this close proximity and will commonly interpret it as going on the attack because they are in fact brushing up against danger. So it is not that their sensing is wrong or inaccurate. It is that the interpretation they assign to the signal is worse than is actually the case. So he's not being infested, he's simply being examined and attempts made on a regular basis to make an incursion through his aura. He is sensing there is a frequent incursion, but like germs in the environment to which the body is exposed inevitably, this doesn't necessarily represent a great danger and may well be handled by the normal defenses without needing any extra or outside help. So he is doing fine in using the healing protocol 
It is just his sensing is overreacting to environmental hazards, which are truly everywhere and cannot be avoided. The key is to keep them on the surface, and that can be done quite nicely through conscientious use of the protocol and its protections. If there is too great a fear, this can weaken his defense and invite a penetration. So it would be a good idea to do regular protocol work on his behalf. So this is not a flaw of the protocol itself. It is a personal characteristic of his. He's simply much more sensitive to things in general. So some are better off simply not getting involved in dealing with negativity when sensing is such a, at a high level. This is a state of being the individuals are born with and will not occur as a result of simply wanting to open up the third eye capability. When this is done through the assistance of the divine realm, there will be a limit, in fact, in the extent to which such capabilities become augmented, specifically for the reason of preserving safety and the ability to navigate without becoming overburdened and experiencing a burnout phenomenon from undue stress. This may be an example of where ignorance is truly bliss, Carl. (laughs) Well, you know, be careful what you wish for. And if you do things through the divine, they have safeguards and checkpoints, and they won't do something that puts you at risk. But people working on their own who try and try and try and try to go and look at everything and check on everything, they're likely to get into trouble because there's a lot of darkness out there. Yes. And it's waiting for you to show up. It really, really is. And you know, it'll want the, to commandeer you. You know, Crater made the point that it's kind of like germs, you know. We waltz through life blissfully unaware of the germs that land on our skin, that we breathe in through our nose, you know. And we don't know all the warfare that's going on within the body and, and, and around us all the time. And it's probably a good thing that we, we're not aware of that. And we're able to focus on our lives in general. These poor empaths, I say poor, you know, relatively speaking, they're picking up a lot of the negativity that's all around them. It's not their negativity, but they're yeah. sensing it. And that negativity is around us too, but, we're, but I'm not sensing it, you know, so I'm shielded from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that creates a greater challenge in life to be sure. Okay. Well, a little intuition goes a long way. You don't <laughs> need to be a super psychic. <laughs> right, right. You can get too much overload, too much information. Yes. <laughs> we'll, be back with, we'll be back with more information, not too much, but more information right after this. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. 
Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of Get Wisdom. We're talking about empathy and compassion and exploring some really interesting ideas from Creator. Carl, you asked Creator, there is a notion of cognitive empathy or perspective taking. Some think this is not empathy at all. It's defined as being able to put yourself into someone else's place and see their perspective. Successful lawyers must possess this skill when representing clients whose situations the lawyer themselves would not personally find themselves in or condone. An observer, Daniel, Daniel Goleman, author of Emotional Intelligence, noted that torturers would need to have good cognitive empathy in order to work out how best to hurt someone, but without having any sympathy towards them. Is that a fair use of the word empathy? Are the interlopers exercising cognitive empathy when manipulating us with mind control? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. This is as good a term as any because it does convey the dichotomy. The difference between understanding the significance of something, but doing so only at an intellectual level and not identifying with it or personalizing it to feel it oneself and thus stay at arm's length totally. It is a kind of analysis of expectations. Should there be discord, pain, discomfort, unpleasantness, disappointment, and so on. One must be human to understand these concepts, but for some humans who are disconnected from their higher self, they will be strictly concepts and not experienced. In this way, even the psychopath can become a clever mimic of emotional caring and concern and fool people totally as to their cold-hearted nature. Such people are quite dangerous because lacking love leaves them self-serving and often ruthless. When there is an inability to feel empathy for others, there will be an inability to care. This shifts the equation for many who will serve themselves at others' expense and is the outstanding characteristic of the criminal. This is certainly true of all the physical extraterrestrials who interact with the Earth. All are functional psychopaths who care only about themselves, having been disconnected from the divine and becoming atheists long, long ago, and are no longer able to love in any respect. So any manipulation of humans designed to create pain is built on an intellectual understanding of what makes humans squirm and enjoying the sense of power it brings them to make people suffer. This is the twisted logic of the psychopath when it is all about serving themselves. Because they cannot feel love, the only recompense is taking something away from other people. 
I think that last paragraph is incredibly revealing, you know, because a lot of people who have true empathy, when they see somebody in pain, they feel pain. And what creators revealing here is that people who lack empathy, you know, lack the ability to feel what the other person is feeling, but they can, you know, observe with their eyes and see them squirm. And that creates a counter emotion of uh, power, you know, a rush, for instance. It's quite the opposite of what an empath would feel. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of lovelessness in today's world. You do have the true psychopaths. And you do have a lot of people who are on a kind of a spectrum moving in that direction. This is true of the people with character disorders like narcissism, where they're very self-involved. They have little ability to have concern, true concern about others. It's really about themselves. And they can be master manipulators. And they're clever. They can be seductive and ring real people in. But then they'll turn on them on a dime and castigate them and go into rages and so on because they're not able to really feel the love they're fooling people into thinking they can give. And so this is a real problem of society. Yes, that the one sentence in this channeling, when there is an inability to feel empathy for others, there will be an inability to care. And that, I think, is really, really revealing. Yeah. Well, this is all a divine toolkit, a divine yes. capability. And this is the danger of the atheists. You know, I, just to make a point, you know, we're not on a crusade here, but my goodness, you know, the people who think they don't need religion anymore and they can throw God away because it's only an idea, they're on the slippery slope because by disconnecting from the idea of the divine, they can cut their own lifeline and start to receive less and less divine love. That is the love you feel when you're in connection with the Almighty. If you're not in connection with the Almighty and disconnected totally, you become a psychopath. I mean, that is care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this you're flirting with disaster. Yes, absolutely. You ask creator, can creator share with us the way back for the true psychopath? The psychopath is one whom we consider lacks empathy and who had their original virgin empathy when first created suppressed to such a degree that it no longer operates. When in that condition is the inculcation of wisdom and the development of cognitive empathy the first steps back to restoring genuine love and emotion-based empathy? Right, and Creator tells us this is very much the case. The first order of business is to get their attention and remind them there is a wider array of possibilities than they can conceive of in their current mode of thinking. There are many ways used by the divine realm to convey the importance of this self-improvement. The surest way to do so is to explain their personal sufferings and give them a sense of the power love holds. The psychopath always seeks power because of the sense of self-preservation that is always still present and in the absence of being able to feel love for anyone, will turn to more prosaic pursuits and demonstrations of their apparent worth, and this will end up being the expression of power. So the re-education process must begin at an intellectual level, but appeals are made to their desire for more in the form of power, to give them an incentive to relearn about love, and that is the way to healing. 
Love is the healer because love is the answer for everything out of alignment and in particular the plight of the psychopath. But it must be felt by them and not only a caring divine figure seeking their betterment. So this is a stepwise process of reacclimation, a reworking and a reopening of pathways to begin sensing once again that love has many attributes and many desirable consequences. And this the psychopath can eventually begin to experience using a motivation for something more as a way to reopen the gateway energetically to allow love to come in. Once love can be experienced to any degree, it will rekindle inner desire and a thirst for more. And then this troubled being will be on their way to full healing. Again, this was just so, so fascinating, this whole uh, channeling here. that uh, And the creator says, so the re-education process must begin at an intellectual level, but appeals are made to the desire for more. And there's a little bit of reverse psychology going on here, too, that you're going to try to pander to the desire for power, but use it in a way to kind of steer them back onto the path. It's interesting. Well, and the divine knows all about this. Trust us, because they've been dealing with the problem of the fallen, the fallen angelics. You know, Lucifer and all that's described in the Bible, the the war in heaven, and they were cast out and, and fell from grace. And they have started evil abroad through our galaxy. And when we work to remove these demonic consciousnesses from people, they go into a rehabilitation. And this is kind of, in a nutshell, the overview of what gets done for them. Right. That love is the answer. You know, and you think about how poorly we do at rehabilitating criminals <laughs> who, you know, are suffering from being loveless. That is sure. their dilemma. And, you know, you want to do something nice for them and immediately you're accused of coddling criminals and, and you know, giving in to them and that they're selfish and undeserving and, and need punishment as if that's going to make them an outstanding, upright citizen. Yeah. It demoralizes and denigrates them and drags them down further. Yes. So it's not, it's not helping them. It's not helping us. <laughs> U.S. creator, all our light beings when starting out, and while lacking the kind of wisdom that the physical universe was created to foster, nevertheless possessed a kind of innocent and naive love and an assumed empathy when first created. When that virgin empathy is assaulted with negative emotions of all kinds stemming from others, can that in turn engender in the young soul similar dark feelings that precipitate a fall of sorts? Can empathy actually be a hazard when wisdom and experience is lacking? All right, and Creator tells us, in a sense, this is true. Empathy, by being such a close experiencing of problems undergone by another, can engender a person to become so out of alignment, they not only suffer, but end up in a lower state of vibration. And this might become chronic and trap them in a state of inner turmoil. The fledgling soul needs much tutoring because the experiencing of reality is profound. And in a free will paradigm, as you are experiencing, all extremes are possible and must be allowed by definition. So it is easy to become, it is easy to become overwhelmed 
and lacking experience in how to rebalance the self, souls can become out of alignment, and this can grow in intensity and may become a perpetual state of misalignment. This is what humans have experienced through the ages, coming into the physical plane in particular. It is easier to rebalance things as a light being when you are with creator, because there will always be assistance available. When disconnected and you are on your own, there are many potential pitfalls that can cause an imbalance, and some things are more difficult than others to recover from. When on one's own without assistance, many errors are possible, and these can be compounded and lead to great difficulty and long-term suffering. This people experience over and over again as they reincarnate in their lives and reconnect to the karmic dilemmas of other lifetimes. The law of karma will impose those issues left undone from other lifetimes and the struggle will resume. The desire for inner balance and harmony and unity with the divine is a yearning deep within. But many sources of conflict, unhealed wounds, and prior suffering whose energies loop back around and bring discord to the current lifetime. When sufficient healing can be arranged, there can be a return to divine alignment. And this is the long-term goal of the divine human project, to be tested by fire, but to recover and to have gained from the doing a personal understanding of the extremes of possibility, good and bad. Humans are getting many extreme lessons in how to navigate in a loveless environment. This will serve you for all of time in developing the strength and wisdom to prevail when love is challenged and love may be absent. You will know the way to right these wrongs and restore love to the situation. This is what the young soul is lacking, the experience and seasoning that will enable them to handle any difficulty with grace and ease. Well, for all those people out there that ask the question, why are we here and why are we putting up with all this stuff? Well, there's the answer for you right there. Humans are getting many extreme lessons in how to navigate in a loveless environment. This this is a learning this is a lear- place of learning down here and we are being tested and we have an opportunity to really develop our muscles, our, our spiritual muscles so to speak. This is a this is an opportunity people. This is not a curse. Well, and it is a, a a very very serious challenge. We shared with with you in a recent show that the purpose for creation of human is to deal with the problem of evil. Yeah. Yeah. And surmount it. No small thing. No. <laughs> It's up to us to take care of. So we can call on the divine and the divine will be there. But it is up to us to do the outreach and to be a participant in the rescue, the healing and the cleanup of the mess that we're in. But I I, I want to repeat the words of Creator about what it's like to be with Creator. And we're going to have that experience when we graduate from this quicksand that we're in of disconnection. And Creator is reminding us or telling us, some of you for the first time, the experiencing of divine love is bliss beyond description. 
These are the joys awaiting you with enlightenment, as you will no longer experience the disconnection that's plagued humanity down through the ages. The unity of the human family is a unity with the divine, and all can function as a unit with the sharing in a full sense of all that is present. This is the curse of humanity, is so often being alone, being on our own, being an island in a sea, and not having someone to share love with or to get love from. Yes. That is a uniquely human condition, which is ironic. (laughs) Indeed. We think we're hot stuff and, you know, we're special, and we are. But it is because we're at a, a divine extension and doing divine work. Yes. But it's not while easy. We are, while we are alone, though, in the, in the sense of feeling alone, we're actually not alone. And we can reach out to the divine at any time. And one of the ways we can do that is with a Lightworker Healing Protocol. Uh, and we can bring in a tremendous amount of divine healing to not only help with our own dilemmas, but to reconnect and begin to feel creator's presence in our lives we don't have to be alone yes and this is the premier tool that we have been given and we've been told this is the answer for how to reckon with the problem of evil if everyone were to read this protocol to understand it and then do a session with it it would shift the world Immediately, This is what we've been told. The problem is so few are asking for deliverance and not asking in a way that can work. Because they do it. You learn about the Lightworker Healing Protocol and get a download of the the description of it at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. We are out of time, Carl. It's been a pleasure once again. All right. Take care. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 